0: Out there? Roll up, roll up, ladies and gentlemen, and children of all ages. Books. Hello everybody and welcome to a very unusual episode of the Palace of Glittering Delight. Today we won't be talking about films or television or comics or books or even bad 80s action shows. Today we're going to talk about dreams and I am joined on this epic journey into the dreamscape by Dr. Bill Robinson. Hello Bill.
1: Hello, good morning.
0: Good evening, good afternoon and welcome.
1: Wherever you are and whenever. Wherever are. you are. Yeah, if you're awake, you if you're asleep.
0: Which would fit, given the topic of the conversation. Now, the reason this came about is, lots of times, Bill and I just have banal, inane, really silly conversations over Facebook Messenger. But one thing that became apparent throughout all of these messages is that Bill has the most magnificent
1: dreams. Well, I used to.
0: Yes, he used to. But we'll we, explain we, later. We'll explain as we go along, yeah. Um, Bill would, would text me his dream from last night, where it actually became a family thing, where I would I would read them out to Angela and Anya, and both of them would go, wow, Bill should write these down. And thus, that's what we've done today. We've wrote these down, and we're going to share Bill's dreams with you to see what you think of them. Because we're not dream experts, are we, Bill? No, no, not at all. So we don't know anything about this. So we need to give some context to why you are having these. So... Take it away.
1: Well, I mean, it's just your average dream, but um, peeling back the curtain, I guess for years I've had sleep apnea, but didn't know that. So, and also because we live so far away, allowed a, a lot of this to take place with the texting and not annoy you to no end because I would wake up at two in the morning, remember a dream, type out a message, but you're five hours ahead. Hmm. So I'm not waking you up in the middle of the night.
0: No, I'm just getting up to go to work, and I'm doing my breakfast reading about Bill's dreams last night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm still having, and I would try to go back to bed, because what would happen with sleep apnea, and I highly recommend to anyone that has it, or uh, even if you don't know you have it, go get checked for it. It's uh, it's kind of an annoying thing, but uh, just look it up. Uh, Anyway, you don't get enough sleep during the night. You wake up for some reason. You don't get to the deep sleep. The You don't get fully into REM sleep. And I think that's what allowed me to have this little window to remember these dreams that I could wake up, recall them, type them down, and then go back to sleep. Because I would usually only sleep about two hours straight during the night and then wake up. And it was a constant thing. And I even have the scientific proof. I have proof that... I was, you know, they said, well, you're not getting deep into REM. You're only getting like 12% and you need to have about 30%. So I think I was kind of like bouncing in and out off of the edge of dreams. And which allowed me to have such good recall uh, uh, of them. Again, we are not dream experts. And I don't know what to say about some of the interpretations of the things we're going to read you. But a lot of the ones that we saved here are like odd little, you know, Things that tie into movies, sci-fi concepts, just really some weird stuff. And and We'll read some of the text messages, too, where you're like, Bill, are you taking LSD?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, a lot of them as well, they always felt to me like they could have been episodes of Amazing Stories or Twilight Zone. Hmm. There's like a lot of pop culture references in your dreams as well, but there was something underlying going on. And we did end up having quite intense conversations about our mental health. (laughs) <laughs> and it'll come as no surprise to the lovely listeners that both of us are batshit crazy
1: <laughs> now we've edited out a, a lot of the uh um you know we've just kind of kept the core concepts and and ideas and the pop culture stuff not some of the other maybe possibly darker things um, and what, we did this over a course of like eight months or so? Oh yeah, it,
0: it was over some quite considerable time. I can't remember. Was it before we came over to Florida or was it after? Uh,
1: I think it was... Did it straddle? It both. I think yeah, because... Oh yes,
0: yes, I remember because you came and picked us up one morning because we were all going comic book shopping. And you picked us up and you said, I had a dream this morning, but I didn't want to text you because we were in the same time zone.
1: You have to be rude.
0: <laughs> that was one of the funny things Bill missed me being five hours ahead of him <laughs> For once
1: Yeah uh, Um, But now that I have A uh, A CPAP machine Which helps my breathing Because one of the things with sleep apnea Is you stop breathing And I was My breathing would stop 58 times an hour <laughs> about once every minute. And I would wake up feeling like Peter Parker when he had the uh, the Black Spider-Man suit, when he had the symbiote. You know, I'm like, God, I, I, I'm, I just woke up and I'm more exhausted than when I went to sleep. You know, and I would try to get, you know, eight hours of sleep and it just, you know, the most I could sleep was a solid two. But now when I got the CPAP machine, it, I could sleep a solid five hours uh, or more. Often I have to get up because my, my back hurts or I've been in one position for so long and I was just like, oh, I got to move. But the sad thing is, is I, I feel better. I'm getting much better sleep, but I think I've lost the window into the dreams because now I sleep through the night and I wake up and I'm much more refreshed. So it's a little bit sad that it took me, oh, I think I had sleep apnea for like 15 years so, you know, I've I've lost something but I've gained something and hopefully I'll gain some years to my life by getting better sleep.
0: Yeah, and it's it's probably healthier for you yeah. that you're actually getting better sleep now. But yeah, you've lost something. You've lost you've lost that connection to these really wacky subconscious dreams that you're having, which which are fascinating and entertaining. Angela remembers her dreams. And she has really freaky horror movie Twilight Zone type dreams as well. I wake up in the morning. I don't remember anything. I do not remember my dreams at all. Very, very rarely do I remember my dreams.
1: Well, there's some that I remember from way, way back. In, I mean, over the years, but only a handful. Not like this. This is this is this is like an eight eight month period that we actually were. Um, you know that they were all down. I was going to say on paper, but they were all down. That we could, I could recall them and go back and read them because some because sometimes I would wake up type 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 type, and I've actually edited these so they make sense a little bit better because sometimes it was you know half sentences and just a concept and I just fall back to sleep, um, and I may not fully remember it when I get up in the morning but it's like i had enough recall in that moment wrote everything down and then i actually didn't even remember some of these go because i haven't looked at this in a f- quite a few weeks because we have talked about this for you know, do, you know doing it for like a month or two or more so i was like oh yeah i remember that now but uh um so what kind of dreams do you remember uh, i mean any
0: no i don't what? remember anything really? very rarely what? nope I wake up in the morning and I'll remember that I've had a dream and that's it. <laughs> I don't remember my dreams at all.
1: Ah, cause one of the earliest dreams I remember is like standing over a, like a, uh, like a Canyon, like say the grand Canyon, or maybe for you, you could say like, you know, the rocks of Gibraltar or something. And there's a, a deep drop off down below and you do the thing where you step off and like Wiley you know, like the coyote, you could fly, you know, and you're walking across. And as I'm walking across, there's like a black sea below. And I begin to drift downward to the black sea. And I see it's it's moving. But then it's actually like zombies and dead things. And then I start to panic. And then I'm I'm still slowly falling towards the stuff down there. And it's getting larger and grabbing for me. And then... I'm starting to flap my arms (laughs) to get lift (laughs) and, you know, I might slowly, it'll slow my descent, but I'm still falling down into that stuff. And then I pull, you know, and then I'm like just above and they're grabbing me. And then of course I wake up. So that's one from way, way, way back in the day when I remember like back in high school.
0: Well, one of the things I did when we used to have these conversations was I found a website called howtolucid.com talking about dream interpretations. And that is a mixture of demons and monsters and falling. So, according to this website, let's play Armchair Psychologist, demons and monsters means you're looking to change aspects of yourself. So you need to think about what you don't like about yourself and change it. Now, in high school, that that could be any one of us because nobody likes themselves in high school. And falling is a dream symbol that means you're thinking about letting go of something. And no matter how hard you try, you keep failing at something and you need to just let it go. So, young Bill was quite deep psychologically.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh... I think from way back in the day those dreams um, you know there's the ones after uh, like I remember after seeing Jaws I remember um, you know being uh, th- that I had a dream to where I was in the ocean of course there was a shark and then I got up on a little island and then there was an alligator on the island so my choice was I could be eaten by the alligator eaten by the shark <laughs> some choice yeah <laughs> Which do you want to be eaten by? Yes,
0: which choose your doom. Mm. Uh, Well, that doesn't seem to have a definition. (laughs) (laughs) So, being being choosing your own death doesn't seem to have a definition.
1: Mm.
0: So, you've obviously... I mean, getting chased means you're feeling in danger or under pressure. So, something's stressing you out at that point. Mm. So... Yeah.
1: Well, that one you... I, that one I had cuz I cuz I remember the well, I mean that might have been again because I saw Jaws and I that would have been in the well, first time I saw Jaws on TV would have been back in the
0: about 1980
1: the early 80s living with my grandmother and mm. I think it that, no, I don't think the movie Alligator was out yet back then. I don't know if maybe was,
0: you'd seen Live and Let Die.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That had sharks and alligators. You know they he did, have yeah. Them? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it just could have been a fear of James Bond villains.
1: No, <laughs> not Yaphet <and> No, <laughs> not Mr.
0: Big. Well, and Yaphet didn't have a cat, which would explain your love of cats. You see, it all comes back to James Bond. Mm. Mm. True. Psychologically interesting Right, okay, well let's have a look at some of these ones that you sent us And let's see what the lovely listening audience thinks of them So go on, oh, give us some of these Okay,
1: Well, there was one more that I didn't write on here And this is one I actually shared with the guys on the Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror On the Two True Freaks League link mm-hmm. Good plug Plug, plug, plug um, <laughs> And actually this was back when um, our friend Sean was still with us And I had discussed it with them. And they were, we were, this was back when they would do stories. Well, they still do stories for, you know, they write their own story um, for each um, Halloween. And I had told them about a dream I had to which I was in, uh, I don't know if it's, you want to say Victorian London, but you know, the one you see in the movies, like in the Jack the Ripper era. With the fog and the back streets, and I was going through that, and I was like, I was a police investigator trying to suss out a series of murders, but not, you know, and disappearances, but nothing, nothing like Jack the Ripper-like. And eventually, I come upon a flat and go in and talk to the people, and uh, like an old lady, and she's, you know, I'm not scared of her or anything. And I don't, you know, it's like, ah, well, she can't be a suspect. But of course, you know, she is. Um, and I come back later and I look around and I get knocked out. Now, when I wake up in the dream, I am, I'm laying in like a, um, like a, let's just say a garden bed or like a flower bed. And I can't move in the dream. And the little old lady is walking around and she turns and like I can't – I haven't noticed my body yet. And she like pulls back a cover and I'm stuck in like in the in, in the potting soil in this box that I'm in and she's actually growing things out of me. She's using me as like human fertilizer to grow food and such. And then I look around and there's other people and they're in different states of decay and – and there's large plants growing out of them, and you know they're all dead. Um, well, some are like barely alive and such, and, and um. So she, um, she whispers over, and she's like, oh, "Oh,
0: you're awake now.
1: Oh, god, the dog just came in and scared the hell. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> what do you want? I'm not going to feed you right now." Yes, we have an interruption by the dog. Good timing. So she leans over and says, "Oh, you're awake now," and and then um, says some other stuff, and then I wake up, and I'm like, "Oh," and when I wake up, I can't move. I'm I'm laying on the couch in the living room, and I'm laying there, and I'm trying to move, and I look I look around, and I look over, and the old lady stands there, and she leans back over. And she's like, oh, we'll have none of that now. And I scream, and I wake up again. <laughs> and this time for real. So I had the dream within the dream. <laughs> oh, God, that one was scary. I did not like that at all.
0: That sounds like something Kathy Bates would play.
1: Hmm. So, but yeah, that's the... Uh, all right, now we can get to the ones that... That that, that was the one that was really... Uh, I do uh, do not like the dreams, you know, oh, I'm awake now. No, you're not. Uh. Mm,
0: the fake-out ones.
1: Yes, yes, the fake-out dream. So the first one we've got here. Um, oh, this was another scary one uh, where I say that I uh, the climax of the dream was simply encountering what appeared to be a ghost. And, of course, I didn't believe it in the dream. I was waking up to a two-sided set of stairs and sliding my hand up the ba- banister, seeing some outline of nothingness. Like the predator, but scarier, and when my hand touches the shape, I woke up and couldn't move again. I couldn't move again. Then I wasn't sure I was awake and was scared again and uh, I had the a dream within a dream of thing before weird thing is my teeth really hurt, and my eyes were watering too and uh oh, I said, I don't know if I was gritting my teeth in my sleep and and then you said to me, "You may have been grinding your teeth uh.
0: Yeah, because I was concerned you were having some kind of anxiety attack, <laughs> but I'm looking. I'm I'm glancing through the lucidity thing again, and I'm not seeing anything for that one. <laughs> Your dreams are just off the scale.
1: Oh yeah, and uh, there's and then in the same discussion we had, uh, I said, um, I think I went back to sleep, and I said. Um, I said something about that. There was like the set of a forties movie appeared to be in black and white. Um, and then it was actually like a romantic comedy. Then it changed the color, which, you know, I've heard that they say that people don't dream in color, but yet I seem to realize or notice that I could see things in color in a dream. Does your little cheat sheet say anything about that?
0: No, it doesn't say anything about color or black and white. So let's, because uh, there's an episode of Batman, the animated series, that establishes that you can't read in dreams, and that's how Batman figures out that what he's going through isn't a dream, and isn't it all the Scarecrow. Oh.
1: Mm.
0: So, mm. let's have a see. Dreaming in black and white. So let's look up Dreaming in black and white and see what that says about you. Okay. 4.4 percent of the under 25s' dreams were in black and white. The over 55s who had access to colour TV during their childhood also reported a very low proportion. However, over 55s dream in black and white. Hmm. So the young dream in colour, the elderly dream in black and white, and the middle age dream in Technicolor. Hey. So, so there you go.
1: Take that, millennials. <laughs> There's one thing
0: Bill can do better than you.
1: You could have all the tech you want, but I dream in color.
0: Mm. which is quite cool, isn't it? No, but the funniest the
1: was there was portions where I would go into certain areas and certain rooms would be in color and things would happen in color and things would happen in black and white, and um, which kind of like the movie. Um, well, you see that in The Wizard of Oz. Um, you know, you start out in black and white, and then also in um, another movie that i remember that distinctly is in the black and white the portrait of dorian gray oh yeah
0: the original where
1: when they look at the when they look at the photo the photo i mean not not the photo when they look at the painting the paintings in color and that's man that that was so striking cuz i didn't know that the first time i watched the movie i was up one night at like two in the morning and it was on like the uh, the AMC channel that shows the old, old old movies and i was like oh oh yeah this is the portrait of dorian gray you yeah. know and, and then the first time you see i was like, wow. <laughs> I can imagine seeing that in the theater. That would have been shocking.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of like a Wizard of Oz thing, isn't it? That they're introducing yeah. color to, to throw you off balance a little bit. Well, on the Lucidity website, rooms means you're searching for something that you can't seem to find. An area of your life you want to explore or a new type of relationship, but you're looking for something because you feel unfulfilled. And this was around the time you were looking for a new job. Oh. Hmm. Wasn't it? I
1: believe so. So yes.
0: we we can be all what's his name? Oh, it's all new agey bollocks, but some of this actually does <laughs> does pan out, doesn't it?
1: So I think so we'll jump on to the next one. Um although this was just I had a dream that had it doesn't really say what I did. Oh yeah. Actually, I said that in there. It says, uh, so in the two hours or so I had left to sleep, I was able to dream again. And this time, Sylvester Stallone from the Rocky film era was in the dream. No idea what it was about. Just wasn't disturbing. Well, at least like at least not like the one the other night. Yeah,
0: but I argued that dreaming about Stallone could be disturbing.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, at least, I mean, you follow that. At least that wasn't a bad dream. Now, I don't know whether having someone famous, here we go, someone famous in your dream usually means you're excited about them and like them as a person. This is often day residue as you see these people all the time in film and television and therefore you'll dream about them because obviously they've infiltrated your subconscious in some way. Had you just done a Rocky marathon? I have
1: no idea. I haven't watched a Rocky, <laughs> film. I watched a Rocky film in years. so no So that's possible, yeah. Uh, next one is a snippet. It says, "Awake again, not a bad dream though. This time I was I was dressed as Superman in a parade with a megaphone, huh? And, I, <laughs> and then I said, going back to bed have to be up in less than three hours. And and then you said,
0: oh. maybe his super voice wasn't working, and that's why he needed the megaphone. You know, as no prizes go." That's pretty shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what happens when you dream that you're a famous character? Does it say something about that? Is that like you're trying to foster your? No, because that that
0: that would presumably come under somebody famous again, wouldn't it? Oh, okay. But uh, I I can't see anything but about what the if megaphone you dream thing. That
1: you're somebody famous, right? Same you thing, dreaming.
0: I would imagine so. I'm not seeing anything different about you dreaming that you're famous. Uh, money, sex, falling, being naked, death, meeting somebody famous.
1: Hmm.
0: No. Can't see anything about that.
1: All right. Well, the next one is... <coughs> now this gets into the kind of really weird stuff. Yeah.
0: You start, you, you were easy being gently, weren't you?
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this one, but, and... <laughs> Okay, just woke up from another kooky dream. I had infiltrated the League of Assassins from the Arrow <laughs> TV series, along with Victoria Justice. Now, if you don't know who Victoria Justice is, she was an actress on Nickelodeon, does did singing and stuff. You know, uh, yeah. what it, she, she was uh, the show was Victorious, right? If I remember correctly, I uh, think Bronco. so. My, my my girls watched it a lot when they yeah. were in that phase. So, don't know why I'm dreaming about it. You know dreaming about teenage girls but anyway um well Well, she's
0: 20 she's 24 now well yeah she's
1: yes she's yes well back then she was probably 20 playing a teenager too so anyway um and i had to fight john barrowman which (laughs) which he was on the show so that's not you know
0: i I think it's much more likely you and john barrowman would have a (laughs) sing-off
1: well we had to fight to the death with miniature golf flags You know, when you're playing putt-putt golf and you've got the little yeah. flag, you know. Was it, was it crazy
0: golf by any chance? <laughs> I don't know. Or <laughs> are we not allowed to call it crazy golf
1: anymore? Oh, yeah, well, you yeah, know, can't be PC. I, I said, just writing these down to look back and laugh and laugh later. Man, I really need to stop taking LSD. <laughs> I don't think you
0: need... I did say that this should be a whole other show, not just this one. You should do a show called Dream Time with Doctor Bell, and every week you just tell us about your dreams for that week. But the show would have been long lived, would short lived, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. And then in the same discussion, I I told you about a one that I remembered from, <laughs> from years ago, <laughs> and. This one was weird because it involved the nest of vampires and Mickey Dolenz from the Monkees was the head vampire and Billy Idol was his lieutenant.
0: See, this was my favorite thing about these because I actually said to you, where does your subconscious pull these random people from? So you've got a dream though, where you've got Victoria Justice from Nickelodeon kids show. You've got John Barrowman from Arrow and Doctor Who. And then you've got Mickey Dolenz from The Monkees and Billy Idol. These are not four people you would put together, Bill.
1: I, I don't know. <laughs> and, and that's what I said. I honestly don't know. It's just my mind. It's where my mind was going. Hmm. Very, very strange. Um, it,
0: it's, it is quite uh, weird. It get, And it one... just gets more and more interesting as you go along.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, The next one, in the Dr. Bill Dreamlog entry, I started to do them like Captain's Log, (laughs) Stardate, blah, blah, blah. Uh, This was, okay, dreamt of a Game of of Thrones-like theme in which various factions only defended their own people because in the distant past, when the houses combined to fight together against something, against one thing, millions of people died. It was seen as a great sin, and the houses then only defended their own from that point. Enter the bringers of light, who were all dressed in white and led by the many-faced God. Are the bringers of light evil? The many-faced God appears to be, but the followers have doubts. The houses are slowly realizing that the old ways must pass, and they need to combine to save everyone. Which, I have not seen the latest season of Game of Thrones, season 7, so, and this was before it came out. So I don't know if that. May, I think you've seen it. So, but but don't spoil anything for me. The bringers of light seem to wield mid twentieth century technology. So I guess in the dream, from what I remember, which this one, this is one of the ones I totally forgot. But I guess they must have been using, you know, the cars and the tech that they had seemed to be like the fifties, the sixties, the forties, and then then I said, did I dream something? Of an ending to Game of Thrones, or glimpse the future of our own world.
0: <laughs> well, that's still open for debate at this point, because <laughs> we haven't had the end of Game of Thrones, and we haven't had the end of the world yet.
1: Yes. Oh, and 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 then and then as a, and then we discussed some things, uh, and then I said, oh, and young Kyle MacLachlan <laughs> from the <laughs> '80s Dune movie was one of the bringers of of light warriors.
0: Oh dear me and, and then this is where the idea for the show came from You said we should do a one-off Palace of Glittering Delights Now your original idea was to get a bunch of people together To remember weird dreams But we, we couldn't make it work out between me and you Let alone a bunch of other people mm-hmm. Now that one You've basically come up with an entire Trilogy of novels <laughs> I You've got a big fantasy drama thing going on there. Does it have naked people and fighting in it?
1: It, sure, it can. Because
0: <laughs> that way you, there you go, Bill's Game of Thrones. We'd have to come up with a better title of it.
1: Yeah. Well, and this is where we came up with a title. I don't know if you're going to make this a title for the show, but, and then I said, maybe we could do a one-off of Palace of Glittering Delights, The Greatest Shows Never Seen. Hmm. I like that, yeah. They're only in my head.
0: Yes, and it's it's unlikely somebody's going to pay you to put them down on paper, which is a shame. Right, I've got nothing on this lucid site about that one. That one seems all over the place. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got buildings and houses, I suppose, which mean a different part of you if you've got different buildings, but it wasn't really a lot of different buildings. Killing people means that there's a part of your personality that you want to kill off. Hmm. Uh, but nothing else really fits in with that. There was no car crash. You weren't pregnant.
1: Well, I am fat. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah,
0: but you're not pregnant. <laughs>
1: there's a difference, dude. I've got a food baby in my <laughs> belly. <laughs>
0: you weren't hiding from something.
1: Well, does it say anything about prophetic dreams? Because that's what we said. You, you said Dr. Bill's prophetic dream.
0: Hmm. hmm. Let's have a look. Prophetic dreams. Let's have a see what it says about prophetic dreams. Right, prophetic dreams, not pathetic dreams. <laughs> it is difficult to determine that a dream is prophetic because we can only confirm such a dream after it's taken place. Well, that's helpful, isn't it? Thanks a lot. <laughs> Moving thank, on. Thank you, dreammoods.com for that. <laughs> Oh, dear me. That, that was absolutely brilliant. Okay, fair enough. Well well, well, we'll accept that that one has foxed me.
1: Yeah. Well, the next entry is, and all it was was what, like two short lines. It says, Name from a dream. Well, wow. Yeah, some of the spelling was horrible. Name from a dreaming just uh, woke up from. And the name is Gribtoed <laughs> Softshell. <laughs> That's all I had. I woke up and went, Grib Toad Softshell. I must type. It's so, a dream. Grib
0: Softshell. So you woke up remembering the name Grib Toad Softshell. that's... So the name Gribtoad Toad... That doesn't even seem to make... What's a Grib? I
1: don't know.
0: Because I get what a toad is, I'm down with the toad bit, and I'm okay with a soft shell, because that may be just a reference to Soft Cell, who obviously had a, a big hit in the 1980s with, um, what's his name, what was it called, that song? Oh, uh, Tainted Love. Tainted Love. So okay. you could have just been thinking about them.
1: But all, I, I guess I woke up and all I had was the name, Gribtoad Soft Shell. But Gribtoad
0: Toad Soft Shell is, is quite a cool name for somebody from Lord of the Rings.
1: I don't
0: know. nope, I, I, I mean, I got nothing on that one. I don't think I even replied to that one. I did not know what to make of Grib toad soft Shell <laughs> But he's the special guest for the show.
1: <laughs> yes Now appearing Gribtoad Toad Soft Shell with Richard Cheese
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> that, that'd be a show, wouldn't it? Uh,
1: yeah and then, then you uh, went back
0: to a scurry one.
1: yeah um. And it says, uh, scary dream was living somewhat destitute with a small child, not really my son, Ben. And at some point we have to enter a flat where we live, um, where we live and in a back alley. And the child starts to growl at something unseen. And I realize it is the little boy from Pet Cemetery. Like, like I turn and the boy that's with me and it's the little kid from Pets the movie. And he has now gone all undead and evil on me and i run into the flat and hide and when i get in the into the flat the childlike music from the 80s poltergeist movie plays you know the la la la, no. la, la. and then i woke up that one yes exactly yeah And you said that up at 53 a.m. <laughs> And I said, now I really don't want to go back to sleep. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I said, staying awake scurrier.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah. all right. Well, that seems more along the lines of there's no roller coasters or anything there. But that seems more along the lines of buildings and thingyo again. More songs about buildings and food. Hmm. Uh, and the buildings one, if I can find it, symbolizes your brain and how you think. Each individual room means a different part of you. Your memories, your emotions, etc., etc. Now, were the little scurry child from Pet Cemetery comes into this? I you mean, know, I don't, I don't know if they count as a famous person, do they?
1: I, maybe. I mean, he turned into a little child actor. I don't. Some of you may have not have seen the movie, but that's with the, uh, Fred Gwynn from who played Herman Munster. A oh little yeah. Kid tracks him down and like cuts his tilities. His, his his tendon with a freaking uh, scalpel. And, oh, man, you know, uh, first I played with Jed. Now I'm going to play with you. Oh, that's I know That little kid creeped me out when that movie was out. Mm. So maybe creepy little children or something.
0: Maybe, yeah, maybe children just do you in.
1: Yeah, I have three. <laughs> Good thinking.
0: <laughs> well, that's how you confront your fears.
1: Yeah, yes, make more children. Yeah. Some oh, well, offspring to eliminate me.
0: Yeah, but we'll we'll stop at three.
1: Yes. Three three is a magic number. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Next time next time on Dr. Bill's Dream Like Oh, this was this was, this was October eighth, twenty sixteen, at three twenty four AM. This time around I went to bed a little earlier. Anywho, I had a dream that a bunch of people from my old place of work um, and I were all waiting in long in long lines at some type of circus or carnival. I remember that at some point it was time for all of us to leave, to go home, but we first lined up into this weird Cirque du Soleil formation in the shape of the Superman emblem and were humming or singing the John Williams Superman theme. It was fun, and I was sad we had to... When we had to leave And then I woke up
0: Like all the best stories It ended with And then I woke up (laughs) Um, I'm not even going to look For that one
1: (laughs) You said You said At last A happy dream I quite like the idea Of Cirque du Soleil Doing that That'd be cool How's Hurricane Matthew Treating you Alright this
0: was the time Of another hurricane Oh yeah (laughs) We've had so many Since Matthew I forget
1: Oh yeah so, yeah. That's, yeah.
0: So, so, something like Superman would lend itself to sort of display, wouldn't
1: it? You know, the, well, the, forming the S. I don't know how yeah. you sing the John Williams thing. Superman is here, like Michael Bailey says. Hmm. Super- oh, you, you could just
0: have it be like a choral thing.
1: ha 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 ha
0: And have a different thing going
1: on underneath, going, (laughs) and you just have it like that. I can only imagine if someone can only hear one side of your (laughs) suspicion in your house. My, there's no one else in. Okay. The cats are looking at him going, I don't know, he's batshit crazy. I don't know. And the
0: cats are just sleeping through it. (laughs) <laughs> Although I think that's that's our next thing. Next year we'll do a Christmas Superman Cer- search thing where you and I do all the music, and it's just choral <laughs> arrangements of John Williams' Superman theme. You in the background for an hour. And we just release that as a Christmas special And see how many people make it through the whole thing
1: Anyway, enough of that silliness For that we'll actually have to sing it Can you read my mind? Can you read my mind? Do you know what it is you do to me? Okay, anyway. So anyway. The next dream, the next dream was just, is just, oh my God, it's so amazing and fantastic. Here, let me read what I wrote. Time's okay. dream. I was in space. Wait for it. Doing my job. <laughs> now I will quote Moriarty from Sherlock. Boring.
0: <laughs> Dr. Bill, space electrician. Coming soon to a
1: theater near you. So, yeah, I guess I was doing my job, but in space. Actually, you know. Being in space?
0: There there are worse. I mean, essentially, that's what Chief O'Brien is. Uh,
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, he's he's just the
0: the normal bloke who keeps things from falling to bits.
1: I'm the normal bloke that works on fire alarms. Yeah. (laughs) On spaceships. That would actually be a very
0: important job. Fire in space. This is true.
1: This is true. Hmm? Well, yeah, that's
0: true. I mean, there's no oxygen. To support the fire but if there was a fire <laughs> yeah. in deep space now that could be quite bad
1: yeah but you don't want to you know things to burn down and blow up and then you're exposed to the vacuum space so you got to get that fire out it's very important
0: yep very true yeah
1: so next one is a Doctor Who dream uh, I dreamt I was one of the incarnations of the Doctor it was like a an anniversary special numerous ones had to gather for something or other some of the versions had gone insane and we had to help them it was in space, in a low-orbit space station. Then it morphed into a sci-fi... Com- See, this is where you change from one dream to another. It's kind of weird. Then it morphed into a sci-fi comic convention, still on the same station, but now I was an actor who had played Doctor Who. The Doctor so now it's actors... become
0: like Galaxy Quest now. Uh,
1: oh, yeah, yeah. I guess you're right, yeah. Um, the, the Doctor Who actors got in a fight with a few... Oh, and now the cat is in.
0: Love this so bit.
1: <laughs> The Doctor Who actors got in a fight with a few of the Monty Python troupe. <laughs> S- Sad thing... Sad thing was that people had forgotten me as well. Last thing I remember was talking to the actor that was the bounty hunter in the Objects in Space episode, which is from... Firefly. Um, yes, thank you. I can't remember the actor's name. Uh, funny thing... Uh, was he thought I had played the weather wizard in a flash show or movie. I laughed and said yes, and then woke up. I felt calm and serene when I woke up and went in and brushed my teeth and looked in the mirror and laughed and thought I looked a little younger. Maybe I regenerated.
0: (laughs) That was just all over the place. So you were the Doctor, and then you were an actor playing the Doctor, and then you were in a science fiction convention with the Monty Python people you were having an argument with. And the guy from Objects in Space, does this seem fair to you, that guy? He thought you were the Weather Wizard.
1: Well, now the only thing I can connect to the Weather Wizard is that there's a photo of a few years ago. Uh, We got together for um, 4th of July, it's a little holiday. I, I won't, you know, you know, you know, rub it in. Right it's now.
0: just a bank holiday,
1: isn't it? <laughs> anyway, anywho, um, there's a picture. There was a big storm off in the distance and somebody took one of those wide angle shots. And I ha- and I have my hand up because like on one side behind me, the it's clear and the storm is off in the side. And I held my hand up like I was stopping the storm from coming in. And I had uh, tagged uh, Dave Walker because he's into the Flash. And I said, look, Dave, I was, look, I'm the weather wizard holding back the storm. So I don't know if that's where, where in my dream, i mixed in that I was the weather wizard. No idea.
0: Hmm, possibly.
1: So, oh, and but you responded back. I said, you yeah. have the best dreams. And you said, I barely remember mine. I did have one last week. Where you 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 can read it now.
0: I was stuck okay. in an elevator with Simon Pegg, and we talked about how much better *Stir Trek Beyond* was than *Into Darkness*. <laughs> <laughs> but see, you do recall your dreams. I did in that particular instance, yeah. And I asked you, what do normal people dream? Is there such a thing as a normal dream? Uh,
1: I don't know. I mean, there's mundane dreams. There's odd dreams. Oh, this is a good one that's coming up. Okay, so this one is like another like double dream or so. Uh, okay, interesting. Two snippets of a hodgepodge jumping around dream. Scott Gardner, of Two Two Freaks fame, and founder of the network, made an appearance in a large room displaying artwork sketches uh, from comics and uh, and such of different versions of Captain Marvel slash. Shazam! from the multiverse. The other snippet... And that's all I remember. (laughs) That's all I remember. I don't know why. I had a dream with Scott Gardner in it, and he was showing off artwork. Okay. So, the other snippet um, was part of a Red Dwarf episode. I don't know if this happened on the show, but the ship had run out of alcohol, so Lister wanted Crichton to reprogram his senses so that water... Would be beer or alcohol if he saw, smelled, or drank it. Instead, when he wakes up, the crew all looked like the actor who played the landlord on the TV show The Young Ones. <laughs> you know, the semi-bald guy that looked like Mussolini. <laughs> At least that's what I pictured. Of course, he would have his own voice, but so in my dream, you would see the actor, and he would ha- But he would act like the like he would act like the cat. He would act like Rimmer. And then Lister would cover his ears and eyes and then it would switch back and forth between reality and what he was perceiving. And then you said, <laughs> if that
0: isn't an episode, it should be. Uh, and I mentioned that the guy you were thinking of was Alexi Sale, who is also in, is it Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade?
1: Oh, I don't know.
0: I think he's in one of the Indiana Jones films. He's definitely in a Doctor Who. I think it's a Colin Baker episode of Doctor Who.
1: Hmm. so yeah that's, that's a weird one I mean the whole idea that you could reprogram your senses and I mean that's right up that's a Red Dwarf episode all day long
0: yeah that's definitely an, a, a Red Dwarf episode
1: see I'm watching episodes of shows and they're only in my head
0: <laughs> and see, I think you only need to worry about it when you actually go up to someone and go do you remember that episode where
1: and they look at you <laughs> Bill that never happened and, uh, I just watched it last night were you awake? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no,
0: no, you weren't. Right, Alexis Syl was in the Last Crusade.
1: Oh, okay. Hmm. Oh, was be, he the um.
0: Is he, he was the Sultan. Guy?
1: Yes, I was just going to say with when he, when he comes up and he admires, um, the guy's car. Hmm. And that's what he wants it in payment for allowing them to pass through his lands.
0: That's the one. That's right.
1: Yeah. All right, <clears throat> next one. I would think a dream involving fixing things at a small, rural motel would be semi-nice. You would <laughs> be wrong. At least it was until the skeletons began roaming around outside the rooms. Yeah. Uh, one was just a skull on the, on, on the, on the bottom of an axe with the, on the end of the handle with the blade on the bottom. Like and in a mock just,
0: time, like one of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you got you, 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 you have an axe, and at one end is the skull and the other is the blade. But it's hopping around on the axe head. And then it just threw itself at me and stuck in the wall. So it's like right next to my head. Had to turn the So I woke up. I had to turn turn the light on and walk around. Then I find my cat, Alvin, sitting in the hallway to the bathroom, just staring at nothing. And then I said, I begin to wonder what, cats, wonder what cats really see. Are they seeing skeletons in the hall? Damn cat.
0: <laughs> well, our cat does weird stuff like that. Our cat will sit and stir at something as if there is something there. And everybody in this house, except me, but including Michael's girlfriend, has had a ghost experience. Everyone in this house has believed they have seen something or somebody moving around except me. Now I don't know if that means I'm not open to it or if it just means I'm I'm very cynical and don't believe it, but in everybody your house, you mean, yeah, in their it, life. No in the house, in this house really? that we live in. And it's um it's one of them things. I've, I've said, look, I've never seen it. You I've seen it. If there is something here, we've lived here for 20 years and she's never bothered us. So she must know by this point that we're fine with her living here. <laughs>
1: All right. Note to self: not visiting Andy's
0: house. <laughs> like I says, if she is a ghost, because they all they are all convinced that it's a lady. If it is a ghost, then it's never bothered us. It's never got in our way. It's never done a poltergeist thing. And obviously, after twenty years, she's happy to stay here with us. We don't mind. Maybe she likes you. Yeah, she must do. But the cat. Angela's convinced that the cats can see her.
1: Because they just stop and look and.
0: Yeah. Oh, speaking of, Amya, you've seen the ghost, haven't you? Yeah. The house ghost. Yeah. That I've never seen. Yeah. But you're convinced yeah. that it's real, aren't you? Yeah, because I like one of downstairs. Well. All right, fair enough. So
1: there you go. Well, maybe she doesn't like you. We're not crazy, I promise.
0: <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: a yeah, well, wrestler. what if she ever hears these things we're talking about? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, she already knows you're oh, crazy.
1: That's right. That's, right.
0: Yeah, that's right, yeah. Too late. <laughs> Bell! alright so that you've got a time travel one next
1: oh yeah just had a time travel monster a time traveling monster movie dream one of those looping back on your own timeline things Uh, I'm already losing the details somewhere I encountered an abandoned shack that had tons of games and models I remembered many of them from my youth there were also memories of a uh, I had memories of a young oriental woman that cared for me I have never had a young oriental woman that cared for me in my life (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know what that's about I was at the shack because there had been reports Of giant monsters uh, Godzilla and such I don't know why I would be going to a shack In the middle of nowhere If giant monsters were out What the heck am I going to do anyway?
0: What's Godzilla doing stomping on a shack There's an entire Tokyo that he can crush (laughs) I
1: don't know A group of people like myself Were hiding for shelter in the shack To avoid detection Again, why (laughs) You're in a shack One of the creatures protected us for a time. During a lull in the fighting, we were allowed to gather all the children in a group into a large tree outside along with many of the toys. I was one of the children. See, now I'm seeing myself as one of the children in the tree. And there was the young girl. I don't remember what I meant by that. But I looked back to the shack as I picked them. So I'm picking my my younger self up in the girl and putting them in the tree. Like I'm in two places at one time in my own dream. And placed them both into the tree and saw the girl, now a a woman slightly older than myself, back at the shack. So now I'm seeing two people in the same place at the same time in a dream. I returned to stay with her as the tree began to rise from the ground and glow with energy and disappeared. Hmm. Spoke another one, dude. (laughs) Was it a love shack? (laughs) I don't know. Love
0: shack, baby, love shack. Uh, I said that you should turn these into comics, because Mark Kahnbach would be brilliant for this.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is... Yeah, this is... uh I got nothing for this, man. This is... No, this
0: one's toys. this one's very Evil Dead, isn't it?
1: But no, there's nothing really bad here, because it's just... I mean, there's monsters, but they never attack us, and then it's like we turn into energy, I'm seeing myself in two places, I'm a child, I'm myself. It's very weird. New yeah,
0: It is one that's all over the place, that one. But again, there's lots of monsters and buildings in it.
1: Mm. Oh. So
0: again, different parts of your personality coming forward in your dream, and your monsters and shit. Where's the the monsters bit? I've scrolled past it again.
1: Oh, that they were just like in the area, like I don't. And then one was protecting us from the other monsters. Mm. Like maybe it was the big turtle, Gamera. (laughs) i I don't know as as well well as godzilla children yeah
0: it could be mothra
1: Mm, oh yeah true
0: i don't know why mothra would be though but it could be Mm. Uh, and get changing aspects of your own personality so again you're dreaming about your own different aspects of your personality and what you want to change this seems to be a common thread
1: Speak to me, Dr. Andy. Help me. It's <laughs> hey, my only hope.
0: I'm getting all this off the internet, so it must be true.
1: Oh, well, then you're an expert.
0: Yeah. I'm, as, I'm as an expert as everybody else is. All
1: right, so we got another time travel, but maybe not time travel. It's a kind of a mundane thing. It says, uh, this one was about a time travel agency, except you never seem to actually get anywhere because it was ran by the government. (laughs) I was in line at the ticket counter and kept seeing myself at other parts of the time port. Then it changed into a Doctor Who dream with myself as a companion. Met a few regenerations of the Doctor. Ian McKellen, at one point, was the master. Oh, good (laughs) captain. Yeah. At least I cast well in my dreams. Mm. Just before I woke up, we all had uh, made peace, and I was <laughs> singing show tunes with the Master, Matt Smith, and John Pertwee. But not Except John, John Pertry, Barrowman. But not John Barrowman this time. <laughs> Except John Pertwee was dressed as the Scarecrow character he played in the children's show, Wurzel Gumbridge.
0: <laughs> Wurzel Gummidge.
1: Wurzel Gumbridge, whatever. Yeah, he
0: could change his heads.
1: He had a Would smart he head, have... and yeah. Freaked you out as a kid.
0: Yeah, I always thought that was really weird that he could just twist his head off. But uh, I don't want to argue with Wurzel Gummidge because Wurzel... Oh, and Sally. Oh, go put tea and a slice of cake. Mm, mm, mm. That, was, that was Wurzel Gummidge.
1: All That's right, a pretty me- weird show if nobody's ever seen it.
0: <laughs> it was a pretty weird... It ran for years, Wurzel Gummidge. Ah. It got to the point where he was better known for Wurzel Gummidge than he was for anything else he'd ever done.
1: Really? Hmm? Huh. So, why am I singing show tunes with the Master, Ben Smith, and John Pertrude?
0: Why would you sing? I don't know. Uh, yeah. singing, in singing in dreams. I'm just having a little water, vehicles, being trapped, babies. Well, you've had babies. Mm. Kind of. Singing. There is nothing about singing that I can see. I mean, you've never, you've not had a falling dream yet.
1: Not in this iteration. I mean, I had, I've had them in the past, but uh, which we talked about like at the top of the show.
0: Mm, needing to find a toilet. Oh.
1: <laughs> I don't need to dream that. That's the real life. So
0: no, there is nothing about singing. Oh, okay, mm. nothing there.
1: All right, another, another dream with some. So Famous people, people in it. Uh, uh, Ugh! Another one of those dreams. Touring some type of museum with the cast members of whose line is it anyway? <laughs> okay. I remember Greg Greg Proopst for sure, the guy with the glasses. Then the original English host <laughs> says, "Clive Clive them. Anderson." Uh, yes, yes. I didn't remember his name, but if you say so, <laughs> Clive Anderson says to take them upstairs. Then it changed into some world with a mixture of technology that was in decay in a Tolkienish setting. Okay, I had a dragon-type creature as a companion. He spoke in Burgess Meredith's voice. <laughs> <laughs> From quack, I kept... quack 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 quack. No, that is the penguin. All right. From there, I kept slipping between that world and being a teenager working in a clothing store in the eighties having parallel conversations in both worlds as I turned from person to person. Finally, the dragon and I were looking for another dragon and were spying upon a village in a mountain region. I was hiding in an old 70 style car while my dragon, who was about three to four times the size of the car, tried to cover the car. We were spotted and attacked by ghosts? Demons? Japanese-type shadow creatures? While in the 80s land, I was, was cold and looking for a sweater in the store. The ghost found me in the other place and tried to enter my body through my mouth, making me cold as well. Ugh. I woke up in the semi-darkness, biting, and now I guess, uh, yeah, this is, I actually woke up now at this point. This isn't the dream. I woke up in the darkness, biting and, gra- and gasping for air. Or, oh, grasping in the air. I think I was cold because the covers were off and my high-powered fan was blowing on me. So now I will be up for a while and then try to go back to sleep. Glad I have today off.
0: And that again, I said you should make these into scripts for Black Mirror.
1: <laughs> Which I have, I need to start watching.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> they are just warped enough to entertain you, I think.
1: Hmm. Oh, my God. I, this is a, side, a, a sidebar. Remember I've been telling you I've been watching Alias, right? Yep. On, on Hulu and I had about ooh, five more episodes to go to the end of season five. Guess what got dropped off of Hulu?
0: <laughs> so you've not seen the ending?
1: No, I've seen it. I uh-huh. saw it 10 oh, years right. ago when it was originally on, but I was enjoying rewatching the series and now I was like, really? So I had to go on and read the each episode and piece back together and go And find oh, out what happened remember what happened now. I was kinda ticked off. I was like, really? I was so close.
0: Anyway, so, singing or hearing music or a song is a way of processing and or expressing emotions but you actually singing is a symb- symbolizes harmony and happiness
1: oh okay well I mean that other dream was happy but then and then this one what about things trying to enter my mouth <laughs> I think you're into Freud territory there dude okay yeah look at that. Attacked by ghost demons, or Japanese-type shadow creatures? Well, if
0: Japanese, you're, you're into hentai.
1: Yeah, I, uh, tentacles. <laughs>
0: I don't know that I want to type that into my Google search. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> Japanese tentacles. Whoa! Okay.
0: Ado is encouraging me to look for Japanese tentacles in hentai, but I'm not going to bother. <laughs>
1: uh, all right, so the next one is a little quick one. Well, that one wasn't bad. Was being chased by Transformers in a posh apartment building, and Adrian, Bo- Adrian Bro- Brody, Adrian was, one Brody. Of, was one of the tenants. That's Did, it.
0: Did you ahead. just. I, I said buff Adrian Brody from Predators. Have you not
1: seen Brody <laughs>
0: said, Quest? Does it what?
1: Have you not
0: seen Brody Quest? No, we have not seen Brody Quest. Watch it. Okay, what is it? Just just watch it,
1: YouTube Brody Quest. Okay, well we'll do that when we're finished. Okay. <laughs> so we have to
0: watch Brody Quest, apparently.
1: Alrighty. And then but, you said Buff Brody from Predator. And I said, that ah, was hard to tell. Okay, once more into the breach. Let's see if let's see what I can dream up this time.
0: <laughs> Skinny Brody would be of no help against Transformers. <laughs> it would have to be buff Predator Brody.
1: Oh, I didn't have a dream. Wait. Uh, oh, wait. Wait. I oh, said. So, oh. Okay. So I. I guess you were in my dream. I said. Oh. Yeah. You were in in my dream. And uh, you said, "Well, what was I doing in your dream?" I said, "I don't remember nothing crazy." And then you were kind of, kind of sad. A badass bounty hunter super spy would have been a far more satisfactory answer. Like you were indignant that I didn't dream up something exciting for you. <laughs> What was I doing? I don't know, you were just there. Uh, did I have a rocket pack? Did I do something? You know, <laughs> did I like, kill Japanese tentacle creatures at least? <laughs> something?
0: It was like chopping the tentacles off the hentai as they were entering your mouth. Because again, <laughs> probably on a path we want to go down.
1: Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I... I I have to apologize. I'm sorry, Andy. I didn't cast you in a prominent role in my dream. <laughs> yeah. My bad. Yeah,
0: I know you'll cast all these other actors in great roles. bloody Adrian Brody and, and David Cassidy and whoever else crops up. But me, I just get a bit part.
1: But you won't help out your friends, you bastard. <laughs>
0: You're, uh, Andrew Leyland, man on street. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the Clint Howard to your Richie Cunningham.
1: I don't have any lines. I'm oh, sorry, man. <laughs> oh, as long as the check cashes uh, well you didn't have any lines because you had a japanese tentacle in your mouth so, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> careful what you wish for <laughs> Have to have an andy leyland dream tonight all right uh let me see ah a long night of sleep fueled by cold medicine hmm Last night's fair had me being a member of G.I. Joe taking on Cobra in a tourist town they created to trap dignitaries. Another had me held up in a police station with Terminator 2 Arnold. Problem was, uh, we were innocent and had run out of bullets. Our <laughs> hostages were the guilty ones, and we were trying to trick them into confessing so the police could hear. Very very strange lot of drama. <laughs> Oh, oh, and I had one.
0: I had a dream. <laughs> oh, I've yeah, got yeah. I, I've got one here that I remembered. Angela and I were, were in an episode of Emmerdale, which is a soap opera set in Yorkshire. And the episode spooled out around us. We were just extras. But then I became the viewer. I saw one of the characters go off on her own, turn to camera and say, I thought you loved me before two hands came from off camera and snapped her neck. And then the
1: credits rolled. I actually dreamt the credit roll. That was weird. See, you were so sad that i didn't put you in a role i dreamt tonight. myself in a role you dreamt yourself <laughs> in a role of another dream,
0: of uh, your dream. Amazing, isn't it? Uh, Oh,
1: Amazing, okay here's another uh, oh this is another oddball one uh yep aren't they all a <laughs> little bit um, yeah a mashup of idea things tonight uh have to hurry to catch them all began as some type of romantic dream with myself and a dark-haired woman who was a mobsters woman like a like a dame yeah see. <laughs> and trying to sneak around and have a rendezvous uh, I want to say, say she looked like yeah and this is I she looked like El- the actress Elena Douglas from when she did Cape Fear the Cape fear remake mm-hmm. uh, she's kind of a light-skinned dark-haired uh, woman. Which will play into the dream later because she becomes a sexy vampire. Mm-hmm. Space vampire. Anyway. Hmm. anyway, in the middle of some strange concert... Uh, okay, anyway, in the middle, some strange co- concert started to take place and I typed a sentence that I... A few words... I don't know remember. <laughs> I don't know what I typed. I was half asleep. Place the Ola Act... <laughs> I have no idea. I remember... Oh, I guess the act, the main act, I remember was Robin Williams. But in my dream, I knew he was dead. And he was actually, in the dream, he was metallic and like a Russian nesting doll, would produce smaller and smaller versions of himself (laughs) via his mouth and then did a song and dance number with themselves. Okay, finally, the last part returned to the woman, Elena Douglas. But she had changed, to a 50, it had changed to a 50s shifting movie right down to the synthesizer from the Day of the Earth. and still like the music in my dream was <laughs> all new agey. You know, like that. Oh, what is the name of that? I'm going to bug me all day. The name of the... In- oh, anyway. The woman was now a space vampire. Very sexy. She wanted me not for my blood, but for my body heat. She was wounded and dying. Although I typed "dieting," <laughs> and I touched her hand as she passed, and my arm went cold. I woke up, and cover. I woke up uncovered in my bed in the garage, cold. Overnight, the temperature had gotten down to the fifties. And you said, "I think we need to find someone who studies dreams that tell us what does this all mean." Which is said, what we're doing. Uh, yeah, and I said Susan Richards. What does it all mean? And then, for some, work, we're
0: talking about... oh, you used, you said you had a dream where Robert Carlyle was in a seventies cop show, and that was yep, it. That's
1: all. That's all I said. <laughs> Last night's fair, Robert Carlyle in a seventies cop drama,
0: which I would watch. Yeah. <laughs> quite, quite happily. Except,
1: except you can't get in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I know. But you've told me all about it. So that' yeah, true. True. So I planted the seed. You can have your own dream. Hmm. I'm the dream seeder. Oh, ew. That's kinda... <laughs>
0: The Dream cedar That's a Clyde Barker novel.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to go there either. <laughs> uh, oh, this is when I was watching a lot of Space 1999. Uh, so might need to cut back on Space 99. Uh, had a dream where the fire alarm system consisted of an elaborate machine that once the water level on a pressure plate changed, these miniature spaceships from Trek and other shows would be released and set off the alarms, and put out the fire, wake people up, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> That's all I got. Little uh, and I said the alley.
0: water would be boiled away by the fire.
1: Yeah, and I but, was like,
0: uh... But dreams don't have to make
1: sense. Right, right. <clears throat> oh, you had another dream. And before. I had another
0: one. I had one after watching see, John see, Wick.
1: you say you don't remember dreams.
0: I don't remember them. I've, I've given you three to your five hundred. <laughs> and I wouldn't remember these at all If I hadn't written them down to you mm, Anyway I was watching John Wick apparently And I was in a shootout and doing okay But then the last guy got a lock on me My pistol was empty So I reached out to back the gun out of his hand And I woke up still swinging for the gun So I actually woke up And in when I was awake I was reaching out for the
1: gun mm. That was and weird And I said oh no watch out for Angela <laughs> <laughs> Well I have
0: elbowed her in the face once <laughs>
1: <laughs> it wasn't hard, but when I was
0: some dream like that, I did end up elbowing her. So it's not wife battery, it was an accident.
1: Ah, uh, yes, that's what that's what you told the police. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, that's what I told the police.
1: Uh, so this next one would have come from this year in February, because um, the previous one was well, one of the last where we had the date was actually 2016 usually if i had a dream about work i would chalk it up to stress but this time no i actually had another enjoyable one it could uh oh and i said i insist that you can influence your dreaming with outside stimuli because this is again when i was watching space 1999 Mm -hmm. um i said i'm sure this has all been proven by scientists somewhere Uh, so i fell asleep watching space in my dream it was I was Commander Koning and I said, is that Russian, I wonder? Cuz I've never looked in his backstory to see if he was supposed to be Russian. But anyway.
0: So thank like you. I else. was
1: directing I was directing computer and then I put in parentheses, Why do they never seem to say the computer? It's like it's, they gave it a proper name.
0: It's always computer. Computer. Yeah, computer. computer.
1: Well, well, Scotty calls it that computer. Hmm. Up your shaft. Oh. <laughs> I was directing computer to to solve a problem on a fire alarm system. The thing is that this was close to an actual scenario I have been working on at work. Ah, back to sleep to catch a, to catch two hours.
0: <laughs> Cause that's all I can
1: seem to get at this time frame. I get a two-hour block, and that's it. And another two-hour block, and that's it. So, yeah, I'm dreaming of mundane things at work, but in a slightly space setting. So... You know, maybe trying to work out things in my. Because so- I was actually dreaming of something I was working on at work. So I'm trying to work out. Like, I can't even get any rest in my dreams, man.
0: No, and work's interfering things. with your dreams, that's normally a bad thing, isn't it? So let's have yeah. a see what the dream thing says about work. Um, fire, symbol of freedom. Mm. So you've had a bit of fire in there somewhere. You'll never yeah. take
1: my freedom. Yeah, except I'm using fire alarm systems which put out fires or save people so I'm actually suppressing my freedom
0: hmm but there's nothing about specifically dreaming about being at work on here so I will google that while you tell us the next one
1: okay another fun one tonight I was with Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan so I guess I was Anakin <laughs> trying to evade Count, Do- Count Dooku Actually, we kept trying to steal his lunch. <laughs> the twist was, it was...
0: <laughs> I love that I said you were trying to steal Ducou's lunch.
1: <laughs> and I said, look, man, I just dreamed this stuff. I am a bit hungry. <laughs> so the twist was that it was in mundane places like office buildings, posing as repairmen, sneaking into his house, and it... Cal- it, it, it Ended up in a big chase scene in a shopping mall Like the Blues Brothers Like I guess we were in cars Smashing through stores and stuff Mm. Two of the best parts was posing as the repairman When one of uh, Dooku's servants Opened the door and having Obi-Wan say Hello there (laughs) (laughs) The other was Smashing through the mall and hearing him say
0: The cat's just right in front of me That's not what (laughs) Obi-Wan said He said good job Good job the cats have woke up.
1: Oh, yes. My, I hear the dog. He's whining in the other part of the house. I don't think he's let him outside, and so he might be barking in a minute.
0: I like that one because it sounded like "Saved by the Bell" the Jedi years.
1: We got, we got to steal Principal Dooku's lunch
0: <laughs> and keep your lightsaber in the locker.
1: Jar Jar would be screech. <laughs> Yes, he would. Uh, okay, so here's another Doctor Who one. Uh, okay, so, oh man, so tonight I was the Doctor David Tennant. I was working against myself, another al- alternate universe David Tennant doctor. Of course, he was not on the side of the angels. In fact, from what I had figured out in the dream backstory, he had spent a lot of time in Austria and Germany during World War II. Sorry, Germans. And was basically a Nazi, more like Joseph Mengele. We Where
0: the hell is Joseph Mengele come from? I don't know. Oh damn it!
1: Okay, we were in some Time Lord retreat function. Okay. And he was impersonating me, the you know the good me or me, and I had had convinced a large amount of the young, impressionable Time Lords to his way of thinking. He was having them create a machine to mine and launch micro-asteroids into space travel lanes to wreak havoc on lesser races to deter them from space travel. Hmm. And this is where you enjoyed it. As my (laughs) companion, I had Mila Kunis as Florence Nightingale. I was also bringing some of the Time Lords to my side to fight back. What a corker! And I and said, then... you had me at
0: Mila Kunis. <laughs> <laughs> who I feel needs to be to pring. Or any Vulcan woman in Discovery or, or the new J.J. Abrams stuff. Or she could be DJ Thoris because she didn't wear much.
1: Yeah. So oh. yes. David Tennant, Mila Kunis as Florence Nightingale. I would watch and, that. And evil. Evil day. De- good day. De- good, good Tennant. Bad tenant. Tenant playing two roles. Basically, he could be doing the Purple Man, but more like a Joseph Mangala. You hmm. know, and, and, the idea of throwing micro asteroids in to smash up ships, like because you just need to, you know, just like shoot it out like a gun and just penetrate a ship. And I, I, I don't know these. I don't know what, where these things were coming from. They're all very good ideas, though. Uh, well, we're almost coming to the end. In case people are going, is <laughs> this show going end?
0: It's already over an hour.
1: Uh, Oh, okay. That's true. Um, Alright, so tonight I had to infiltrate the Suicide Squad. Somehow (laughs) I was given some low-level matter manipulation powers and the backstory of a criminal with the same powers. Unfortunately, the process involved a mind scan of said criminal and then implementation of those memories in my head. Everything was fine until after gaining the squad's trust, sort of. I used the powers to cover myself in concrete for protection. I could make it liquid-like and solidify um, around me. But once I fully formed it around me, my sanity stacked because of buried fear of entombment. Now, I don't have one, but my dream character did.
0: Mm.
1: Well, the poop hit the fan, and I became nuttier (laughs) than the Joker. So much so that Harley Quinn left him for me. And also... Did I mention that I was Tom Hiddleston in the dream as well?
0: (laughs) So Tom Hiddleston's now made an appearance. Yes. Bill's dreams.
1: (laughs) (laughs) When I woke up, the remnants of the team that I hadn't killed were still trying to take me down. One thing I remember was that they had knocked Harley out and blinded me. So... I figured out I could still see them with a Daredevil-type sight by striking a metal pipe on the ground. I didn't see the echoes like Daredevil, but the vibrations of the actual molecules and everything, including the air. Okay, smoke another one. (laughs) Smoke him if you've got him. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I'm amazed that I could remember this stuff so vividly with these details. I mean, because we can go back and we can look. These were all in the middle of the night. I would wake up, grab the phone, type, 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 Hit enter and just throw the phone back down and go to sleep. And then I would read it the next day and go, wow, that's what the heck is going on there.
0: And it's a nice little snapshot of where you were at the time as well. That We've got all these written down.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I think we only have three more. So we're almost finished. Um. And, whoops, whoa. Uh, okay. My, what a dream I just had. It was threefold <laughs> well, another one of these. Started out with, with myself, much younger, circa 1986 or so, placing me in high school. I had met a girl who was the niece of my boss, which I actually did date someone who was the niece of my boss when I was in high school. But what's odd is that it was the boss I have now in 2017. Eh? I don't know. And then I say, it gets stranger. <laughs> of course, it answer... gets stranger because it's you. <laughs> <laughs> through the course of the dream, we go places and do things and have a great time, nothing raunchy. We part ways, and I make plans to see her again. But when I next go to find her, I am now Dr. Julian Bashir on Deep Space Nine. In the dream, this is totally acceptable and not strange. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's After everything we've gone through today, why would that be strange?
1: No, no. I discovered that the family that she was visiting doesn't have any real children. They actually kidnap or buy slaves and force them to appear as their children as they travel around the galaxy. In fact, they aren't even human and change their own appearance and are are essentially intergalactic grifters scamming the quote-unquote family members they visit. Hence why my boss, which oddly enough is still himself in this portion... Doesn't know about the scam and thought they were distant relatives, so I spend my time with Julian trying to find the girl and free the rest, but most have accepted the life they have, and for some and for some they are actually treated quite well in fact, living better lives than they would have been with the quote unquote parents um, They don't wholly rip people off, but move around depending on depending on the kindness of the families they meet to try to blend into. Like uh, you know, and they're just trying to find a search for a place to call home. So at first, I made them out to be grifters, but it was like, all right, well, you know, they're maybe they're not really that bad at at all. So now again, it changes to something a little different or completely different. I find that I am actually the actor Mr. (laughs) Siddig, and have become infatuated with a guest cast member on DS Nine. The girl is is an actress, and through machinations of the crew, they help me to try and talk to the girl during filming, slipping me into makeup, putting me in costumes, being where I shouldn't be, etc., etc. When I finally get to speak to her, I tell that I am speak to... Okay, yeah, all right. When I get to speak to her, I tell her that I am speaking to her from my 2017 self, and that I am sorry that I was stalking her. <laughs> she thanks me and and asks since i was in the future and i say look don't ask how i was talking through the 1990s sitting <laughs> so she quantum leap asks... <laughs> what quantum leap oh that's true oh yeah good point she she thanks me and asks since i was in the future to see if record keeping had gotten better and if i could help her find her family that was lost to her i agree and that was where i woke up <laughs> what the heck
0: in, in my little research dream diary I have got nowhere to begin with that one <laughs> That one was all over the place Yeah Can you make anything of that
1: one? Well the only thing rooted in real fact Was that I dated someone Who was <laughs> the niece of my boss That's so, it So the only
0: thing rooted in fact Is that you had a date
1: Yeah Yeah okay Fair. Yeah <laughs> Okay, dream set in the 1950s looked like the uh, To Kill a Mockingbird movie. So I'm assuming I was dreaming of black and white in, in this one. I was a young kid about 10 to 14. Dick Van Dyke was my adopted dad who ran a small furniture store for repairs and making new furniture. First, there was a serial killer guy, uh, like a cross between Edgar Winter... Now if anybody doesn't know who Edgar Winter is I don't know who Edgar uh, Winter is. Oh oh uh, uh okay. He kinda looks like an albino. He may be an albino. Right. Um you know the song For uh it was in the Edgar Winter group was the name of the band. It was from the seventies. They they do the song it's an instrumental. It's Frankenstein. Oh, all right. <iending noises> so, you know, anyway, that's my Edgar Winner group. Anyway, <laughs> it's a cross between Edgar Winner and Matthew McConaughey. Matthew kind of McConaughey. Because we just had a discussion about Matthew McConaughey yesterday.
0: Yeah, Matthew McQuackahay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because I was driving to work. See, I also have strange things that pop into my head when I'm conscious, too. Yes, and you normally encounter
0: lots of freaky animals.
1: You know, I do run into animals, yes. don't I? Yes! I mean, not literally.
0: <laughs> You'll go out of your way to not do that. That's what most of your messages are about. I nearly ran into a porpoise today, but I decided... I got out the car, and I decided to help it on its way, because you're a lovely little Dr. Doolittle type, aren't you?
1: A porpoise. I was. Why would a, why would a porpoise be the road?
0: Why not? It was it was the first animal that came into my head.
1: <laughs> I actually sent you a video about the armadillos. You did, you
0: did. The... the armadillos were adorable.
1: <laughs> I was on a college ca- campus and I was driving, leaving for the day, driving through the grass because we had to pull up behind buildings and stuff. And I'm driving out, and these two little armadillos come out of the woods and they're walking up by my van, and I'm just kind of talking to them. I'm videotaping them. From inside my van, and then they start to, like, get close to the van, and I had to pull pull away, because I'm like, hey, hey, get away, I don't want to run you over. So, anyway, (laughs) back to Matthew McConaughey, and why we were talking about it yesterday. I was driving into work, and some ducks were crossing the drive where I was at, and they were just walking like they were cool, and I had had, had a care in the world, and I said, yeah, they remind me of Matthew McConaughey, and then we were making up names for the ducks. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McQuackahay. <laughs> so anyway, there's a serial killer who's a cross between Edgar Winter and Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. He would go into churches or other types of gathering, and which is, this is kind of, uh, uh, this happened before that church shooting, too, over here in the States. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of, you know, this is a little dark tone here. He would go into churches or other types of gathering and pick out someone to kill by what state they were from going alphabetical. I don't know, it's just my dream. So Dick Van Dyke Dick Van Dyke turns out What what? What? Dick Van Dyke shows up to investigate. No, well remember he's my step he's my adopted dad.
0: Somehow it's diagnosis murder.
1: Oh I didn't think about that.
0: <laughs> oh, Did any you... more cheesy shows you can rope in.
1: Well, wait, there's another guest star in in here. I haven't got to it yet. Okay. So, all right. So we know that Dick Van Dyke was not my – yeah, he's my adopted dad in the dream Mm. Um, because the serial killer had killed my parents in the past. Uh, The killer traps us in a church later, but I escape and try to find a cop, but it is an inept Ernie Hudson – from Ghostbusters. Yep. Playing an undercover cop and now the dream has jumped to a 70s setting. So I went from the 50s now to the 70s.
0: <laughs> and now Dick Van Dyke is and... played by Barry Van Dyke. Or <laughs> well,
1: maybe maybe Dick Van Dyke, maybe Barry was yeah, in the 50s. It was the younger one. Going. Yeah. Yeah. He helped um so er- Ernie Hudson in the 70s helped me go back and save everyone that, that the killer has killed. I don't know. Not for long because he is now, oh, okay, he go. He helped me go back and save everyone and we kill the serial killer. Ah, but not for long because he is now an intelligent zombie.
0: <laughs> Damn those fast-moving zombies.
1: <laughs> also, Dick Van Dyke tells me who my real father was. That's right, you guessed it, it was a serial killer. So you've got yeah, a whole empire strike. Guy
0: and all Empire Strikes Back scene with you and Dick Van Dyke uh, <laughs> I never told you the truth of what happened to your father and he told
1: me enough Dick it was you you, uh, are the Edgar Winner McConaughey serial killer well.
0: no Matthew That's McConaughey it. is your father
1: all right I would, ha- I, I would have to say this is the unconscious mind at work on a real-life problem. Oh, yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> what kind of problem would that be? Oh, before I woke up, I was searching the furniture store for weapons. And I just threw that in because it's like the last thing I remembered. So, well, the, I guess I didn't take out the intelligent zombie.
0: The dream of work is referring to being overworked or stressed at work on a particular project. Mm. So your work-related stress may be coming out now. Yeah.
1: Being killed by I'm being chased by serial killer intelligent Matthew McConaughey zombies. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey
0: zombies. Are they better or worse than normal zombies? Yes. Yes That's just the best answer, just leave it though.
1: Are they uh, better or oh, worse than normal zombies? Yes. And, this is, and and now we're down to the last one that is in the log and um we're gonna wrap, wrap it up so another good one tonight have to hurry before I lose it I was a police officer in modern day investigating a typical police thing with my female partner like a law and order show <laughs> I was a cross be- between Brett Ward from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Jean-Claude Van Damme.
0: Two great tastes that go great together.
1: I didn't have any crazy moves at first. So, My partner and I were covering a case involving tropical reef theft and destruction. So now I'm an eco-cop, I guess.
0: Eco-cop. What's your name, son? Eco-cop.
1: Uh, it was a very long dream with chase scenes. I guess we're on boats maybe because it's tropical reef theft, you know, like like, like Baywatch or something. I was <laughs> off maybe. So <laughs> with chase scenes and investigations and so on and so. On. Uh, however, as a, as it went, I started to change my manner of speech and gain knowledge of things I shouldn't know like government procedures, safe house locations, black ops type stuff. <laughs> People's faces would change, and my surroundings. Uh, people's faces and my surroundings would also change. Finally, the whole thing collapses, and I and I discover that I was on a super secret black ops team that had gone rogue to work for itself, and I was the only one that didn't go along with it. When I found out, they captured me and then implanted. You know, you need to look up implanted memories and dreams because okay. I still have all these implanted. You know captured me and it and implanted me with a new life as an ocean researcher of coral reefs okay that actually sounds like a really cool job they couldn't kill me because i had important knowledge of a specific operation coming up in a few years so they had to keep me occupied with something else in the interim the best plan was to make me docile and think i was doing one thing and keep an eye on me an accident happened. They lost track of me. Their programming ha- held um, blocking my old life, but the ocean stuff became a hobby, and I was subconsciously able to create a life for myself as a detective without even realizing it. the hell was I smoking? It was only <laughs> when the case with the coral reef came around that things began to unravel. My old team had found me by then, and I was starting to come around. What is cool or weird is that Bill Paxton was the team leader. It ain't happening, I... man. <laughs> Game over, man. You're gonna get the coral reef. <sighs> okay, and this is where it gets even stranger. <laughs> really? Now it gets stranger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything before this was perfectly normal. Okay. Okay, so Bill Paxton was the team leader, and then <laughs> I reran the like I reran the entire dream. Back through but like I like in when you see a movie and then you see they replay scenes, but you see it from another point of view, mm-hmm. a certain point of view. Rusherman reran <laughs> reran the entire dream, but this time with what really happened at key sequences. A lot of it is already fading, but it was pretty cool. Since it's five fifty, I will wait a few hours to send this to you. Don't to... Wanna- oh, wait a minute. Well, maybe this is when you were in. Maybe this is when you were o- over here. Yeah,
0: because this one doesn't I have says, a date on it.
1: Right. I said since it is five fifty, I'll wait a few hours to send this to you. Don't want to interrupt your beauty sleep. Not that you need any. <laughs> <laughs> Update. Went back to sleep, and the dream was now made into a ride at a theme park <laughs> that you go through twice to get the whole story. Of
0: course, marketer's dream.
1: Then it went out of control, and the robots were attacking. <laughs> Jen saved me in time by waking me up to search for Easter eggs. Oh, I guess this happened on Easter morning. <laughs> and 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 and, and, and then I said, no, really, that last part isn't a dream; it's real. So this happened on e- Easter morning of when you were. O- o- That's why, yeah. So you, so yeah. This is the last entry in the dream log is when you were here.
0: Mm. Well, get this. Implanted memories in dreams or false memories are a reflection of past lives. And it's you remembering or incorporating other memories of things that you have been in the past into your modern day setting via the medium of dream.
1: So I was either a oceanographer or a black ops guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, both. I used to say you couldn't have been both in past lives? You could have been Jack Cousteau,
1: <laughs> except he was alive while I've been alive.
0: <laughs> well, apart That's from right. that minor flaw in my
1: reasoning. <laughs> Me and Jack will go on eclipse all down to the bottom of the sea.
0: Oh, actually, being an oceanographer sounds like a really cool job to me.
1: So I guess if I start having a propensity to speaking in a French accent and wearing a beanie, (laughs) I'll know I'm Jacques Cousteau. You
0: never know, you could have had ancestors that were French.
1: Maybe not Jacques Cousteau, obviously,
0: because like you say, still alive. Well, not now, but. Back then,
1: I mean, but he was alive. We've both been alive at the same time. Yeah.
0: So (laughs) maybe Jacques Cousteau quantum leapt into you. Maybe his spirit animal, his spirit guide, his soul found his way into Bill Robinson.
1: The spirit (laughs) porpoise. The spirit (laughs) porpoise.
0: Oh dear me.
1: Anyway, well,
0: um, I I had a good laughter. Going over all of Bill's dreams, I don't know if we're, we're able to help him psychoanalyze exactly what it is that's wrong with him. I would imagine there's far too much wrong with you for me to be able to fix.
1: Uh, it's a shame that I don't have such recall anymore. I, but again, at least I'm getting sleep now. Hmm. So again, a, I feel just a touch of sadness, but
0: you know, yeah, that, that you don't have these wonderful wacky dreams anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyway. at least that I remember
0: yeah you just don't remember them that's a shame if you know anyone who's a dream analyst you may wish to get in touch with Dr. Bill <laughs> <laughs> and see what happens anyway thank for you for joining dr- for this most unusual episode I enjoyed it, did you enjoy it?
1: oh yeah, for the greatest shows you've never seen and never will <laughs>
0: yeah, because they're all in Bill's head
1: because it's all in my head. <laughs>
0: Thank you very much, everybody. We'll see you next time. Don't forget, the Palace of Glistening rights is a Two True Freaks presentation. And if you want to drop us some tips in the tip jar, buy your crap from Amazon, all your porn stuff and your, your, Wiki, your BDSM things, buy that through our link. And Chris Honeywell won't take the piss out of you at all for the weird shit that you buy. But it helps us keep the lights on for us to be able to do shows like this, doesn't it? And Bill and I can be heard regularly every week, every other week on Listen to the Prophets, which is our Deep Space Nine show. What else do you do, Bill?
1: I'm also regularly on Back to the Bins. <laughs> and might pop in here there on other shows, on and around on our network or other networks.
0: Okie dokie then. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, Bill. That was good, that. I quite enjoyed that.
1: Okay, Andy, I needed a good
0: laugh to Yeah, it was fun, that. And we'll, uh, we'll see you next time when, once again, as usual, this show, I've not got a clue what it'll be about. See you later. Ta da! Bye bye.